All right, so sports are back, which means WCLH sports are back in action, but this time we're going to have a little twist with it because we are still under quarantine and we still have COVID-19 precautions going on. So as you all already know, I'm Ariel Reed, your new sports director here at WCLH, and I'm not currently in the studio right now due to the precautions that our school has in place, but instead I'm in my hometown of Altoona, PA, teaming up with Chalk, Talk, Chalk Talks Podcasts, Kevin Smith and Ryan Shope to bring you some sports news and updates. So Kevin and Ryan, can you guys tell us just a little bit about what your podcast is? Yeah, so uh, basically it's Ryan, me, and then we have three other guys, Jared Kutz, Trevor Palfi, and uh, Hallie Holland. And basically we just week by week have been breaking down just sports in general. Recently due to the pandem pandemic, we haven't really talked much, but with sports getting back, we're looking to get back in the swing of things. Yeah, we just kind of break down like the major things within each sport, like all, but the, basically the three major like uh, leagues with uh, NBA, MLB, and NFL. We don't really talk too much NHL. Then we talk a little bit about college basketball and college football here and there during their seasons. All right, so if y'all want to like keep up with them and their podcast, uh, you can find them on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, and you can also find them on Spotify. Uh, so we're just going to start it right off. We're just going to discuss right now. Um, college football. So as most of us are aware, Ivy League did cancel their fall seasons for all sports. Um, ACC has delayed the start of their competition um, and Big Ten and as of now I think the Pac-12 have also um, decided to play conference only in the fall. So what do you guys think about that and like how that's going on? Um, obviously for the Ivy League like that's that sucks for their like seniors and things like that just because they probably won't get a year back just because I know like the Ivy League like like they like play sports but like they're more about academics so I doubt they'd give them another year and then the ACC I mean I like kind of like that like delaying it just because like maybe it could get better before it gets like maybe something happens but I, I guess you never know and then with the Big Ten and Pac-12 that kind of sucks because usually every team plays at least one big time out of conference game like I know Penn State played Virginia Tech and Ohio State played Oregon and things like that. So obviously those games won't be happening now. But, I mean, I guess you'll get another high because I believe both conferences play nine conference games, so now they'll add one. So both play ten. So you'll get another high, like, in-conference game, which is always good because conference games are kind of like rivalries in a way. But, yeah, it's just COVID's messing everything up right now. But I guess any way that we can have sports in the best way possible to make that happen, I guess that's the best way. Um, for me personally, I think that the big question, besides all the pandemic issues, it comes down to the uh, college football playoff system. Obviously, it's four teams now, but I think they could easily go to 24 teams. I mean, they already make a top 25, so why not utilize that? Or you could just take each conference winner and, I guess, make a playoff out of that. So you take the two, maybe two ACC, two Big Ten, all from two from each of the Power Five, and then you could maybe have a bubble of a group of five team or something like that, but I think this could be a year where they experiment with a new playoff system. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think now with like each um, team and like kind of franchise, like just playing conference only, that they definitely have the capability of extending to like a 24 team bracket or even like if they want to do like 10 or something like that. Um, I think we're definitely like going to miss like some of the bigger games too, mm -hmm. though. Like Big Ten, I know is like probably one of the toughest like conferences to play in, in my opinion. So like we're that's gonna be hard to like determine like a true like really good team just because they're gonna like cancel each other out basically. 
Another thing that might, like like Kevin said, it might help to go to a bigger thing this year because when the committee looks at teams, like you might have a common opponent with one team like playing another and another team played them out of conference. But this year, if like the SEC and the Big 12 and the ACC would all follow suit, where you only play conference only, like it's kind of hard to like stack up teams because they didn't really play any common opponents. So this might be one of those better years where you like just expand it for this year just because like I mean, obviously, you can you can kind of tell who the better teams are sometimes, but also it's kind of hard depending on the competition they play as well. I think it takes away from, like, typically, like, I, th- I think it was, what, last year, Oregon played Auburn week one. Yeah. And, what Oregon lost to Auburn. But then they basically almost ran the table towards the end there. So it's like, it's like typically, if a team loses week one and then they run the table, they still have a shot to get in. But now with only maybe 10 games... Yeah, if you lose one, if you, you might be lose out. once, you might be done just because of the limitations with the new system and stuff. But like, it'll be tough because like obviously Clemson, they're talented, but it's like I don't know. Like every year they get the argument like they don't play anybody, so th- there's no way they're gonna make. I mean, it's gonna be tough for a four-team playoff. Well, and then Notre Dame, aren't they playing an all ACC schedule or something? I think like they that? have five. Yeah, they're always they're scheduled five games every year against the ACC. But I think the ACC said if they would go all conference, that they would try to help them the best way possible because mm-hmm. I know Pitt was playing them technically that's obviously out of conference but I think as of right now they're still on Pitt's schedule so I mean Notre Dame could help if I think they play Clemson this year they do yeah. so that could help Clemson's cause but yeah it will still be tough because obviously at least three or four from the Big Ten have a chance four from four or five have or at least from the SEC so definitely I could definitely see at least a 16 team playoff so that'll be interesting yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, it'll definitely be interesting to see, like, what they're going to try to do to make this, like, work kind of with the playoff system. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern is, is Clemson, like, even going to play? Because didn't they have, like, five people or five players or something like that like, test positive? They have, like, 37. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, like a it, lot. It increased. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since yeah. I checked that number. Yeah. But yeah that's, I mean, the good, like, obviously none of this is good, but, like, the good thing about, like, them getting it now is they're the lead lower risk of getting it again and obviously like college athletes are like the most in shape like healthy people so hopefully like they can just get rid of it pretty fast and then not have to deal with it again but I mean yeah a lot of like Penn State tested 102 athletes and no one got it but a lot of southern schools like Alabama I think had at least six guys a lot of SEC schools who tested got guys yeah all right so do we have any like long shot picks like who's gonna win national championship? Um I mean I'm gonna go with probably Clemson, just I mean, not ACC bias or anything, but I just think they're a pretty complete team. But I think that obviously the winner of Ohio State and Penn State I mean typically like you either have like your Clemson, Ohio State or your SEC team, but I honestly think the winner of that Ohio State Penn State game could be like the front runner. Just I don't know, I just feel like both teams are really talented, but I think it's going to come down to Clemson. I think, I mean, it all depends obviously what they do, where the seating is placed and stuff like that. But I think it's going to be Clemson, Ohio State this year. So I got Clemson winning it. Um, I don't have a pick right now, but I think this year they could be very, like one of those years where like usually like going into a year, you're like, oh, it's Clemson or it's Alabama or something like that. I think this could be one of the years where obviously I think the winner of the Penn State, Ohio State games win in the Big Ten. And then, obviously, I think Clemson. I mean, UNC might surprise people in that ACC yeah, as well. But I think the SEC has four or five teams between Georgia, Bama, Auburn. I think Florida will be Florida's really good. 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 And obviously, LSU recruits at a high rate, so they'll still be good. I think any of those five teams have a shot to win the SEC. 
And then Oregon's also, like, they lost a lot, but they've been recruiting well, so they should have a good defense. And then Oklahoma's always good. Them and, I mean, maybe Texas can have a decent year. And Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State, yeah. They have Hubbard and Tyler Wallace back. So, yeah, I think this could be a year. Like, this would be a perfect year for six teams. I don't think there's, like, I don't know if there'll be a great team because everyone thought Clemson was going to be so good, but Justin Ross, he's he's out for the year. They lost a lot. And then... Um, Ohio State just stopped workouts. So, I mean, they might be on, behind the eight ball a little bit. They did lose a lot on defense. So, this could be one of those years where you, you never know who. But be more so, like March Madness. Yeah, it could be that cut, that type of year. Yeah. I mean, if I were to take a long shot now, I'd just go with Clemson because I think it's a safe pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely agree with you on, like, the Ohio State-Penn State. Like, that's definitely going to be one of the top contenders. All right. Uh, so, let's switch gears to the NBA. So, um, the NBA league starts back up July 30th, I believe, um, but they're only going to do 22 teams playing. So from the East, we have the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, 76ers, Nets, Magic, and Wizards. And from the West, we're going to have Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Mavericks, Grizzlies, the Trailblazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and Suns. All right, so... With those like matchups, I think isn't aren't they doing like eight games and then like the top like eight seeds yeah, from that for going? like it's eight games and then it's like the old like the same playoff system like eight teams in the east and eight teams in the west seeded one through eight. Yeah. Okay. So who do you guys think are gonna win overall? Well, I've been saying since day one. I'm gonna stick with it. Um, I would like to see the Lakers and Celtics. Um, for me, it's gonna be. In the West, it's going to come down to the Lakers and Clippers. And then the Bucks and the Celtics. And I, don't know, I just feel like, just because Lebr- like LeBron's on the Lakers and stuff, I just feel like they can definitely beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. And then just for, like, because of the old rivalry, I would just love to see the Celtics and Lakers play. I mean, I think the Bucks probably have the edge right now, but I'm just rooting for the Celtics to beat them. But um, overall, I hope, like, the Pelicans would slip in at, like, the seventh seed or just slip in there and kind of make like a upset run. Not beat the Lakers, obviously, but um, <laughs> if they could like beat the Clippers out or something like that. But he, I mean, Zion's just a freak, so I'd love to see him play. But yeah, in the East, I think honestly, if you'd like, if it would have been a normal year, I'd have said the Bucks. But with it being a, like 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 messed up, a couple of months off, a couple of teams have gotten healthy. And some of the, like, more veteran teams, I think, will be more equipped to handle this. So, like, I think the Bucks obviously, are still the best team. But I could also see the Celtics, Heat, and Sixers all making a run just because they're all so talented. And they all have pretty – like, the Celtics are young, but they've all played together for a few years. So, like, they're pretty veteran mm-hmm. for a young team. I don't really think, the, like, the like the East, besides those four teams, any – like, the Raptors are the two-seed right now. But I don't think when it, once it comes playoff time that they'll have enough firepower – to get through um, the East, just because of the matchups they'll have to go through. But um, the West, yeah, I think it's Lakers, Clippers, and I would I would give the uh, Rockets a chance, just because they do have Westbrook and Harden. I mean, Harden's never had a great playoff record, but you never know. They've started going that small ball at the end of the year, and I think they were like eight and two in their last ten games, something like that. So you never know; they could slip through there. But I mean, the Nuggets are also ridiculously talented still but they're probably too young so yeah I would say probably the Lakers and Clippers in the west and then those four teams in the east and I would say that's probably what you're going to get in the finals yeah I definitely agree with you with the east pretty much but I think 
the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be pretty much locked in Bucks and Celtics just because I think the Sixers can't really finish in a playoff season. And I personally don't have much of an opinion on the Heat. I haven't seen a lot of their games, so I don't know how like good they are. But that's just what I think off the top of my head. And then in the West, I think definitely Lakers and Clippers might even be Eastern Conference Finals again. Um, and I think that'll be like a seven-game series mm-hmm. with the way like Kawhi plays. And he's had plenty of time, you know, load management to yeah. rest and recover. Um, but I also, I wouldn't underestimate um, the Rockets. And honestly, I feel like the Mavericks could do pretty well too with just like the team lineup they like traded for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doncic Don't could do some damage. Yeah, and Porzingis will be back healthy. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely think they're not going to be teams that should be underestimated. Did the Nets even like have a squad? They, they <laughs> love, yeah, Durant won't be there. Kyrie won't be there. Spencer Dinwiddie won't be there, and uh, DeAndre Jordan won't be there. Yeah, and wait, was there a fifth that just I, maybe there's only four? I, they, I know they signed Jamal Crawford, and Michael Beasley, so they'll be on the team. But yeah. like the Nets, I think are in the seven spot right now in the East. I think they they'll be one of the teams like slip out, just because. I just, I just, I don't know how many games the Wizards are behind them because there's only oh, yeah, eight games, true, so true. the Wizards would have to win so many. But I'm not sure. I honestly think the eight seed in the West will be fun to watch. Yeah, because <laughs> the Grizzlies have it right now, but I can see both the Trailblazers and the Pelicans. I just wouldn't want a thing where the Lakers play the Pelicans first round of the playoffs, and like, I mean, I'm not saying the Pelicans will automatically like beat the Lakers, but like they could definitely give them a run for their money. Just because they're like, yeah, they have nothing to lose, and they're like so. young, and I mean, yeah. And like I mean, that's why I hope like the Pelicans would get. I re- I think the, I think like the NBA wants the Pelicans in the playoffs just because anything with Zion on it's going to get yeah, huge ratings. Exactly. And especially if they played the Lakers, it would you'd hear nothing but Zion versus LeBron for mm-hmm. two weeks straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, honestly, like I feel like anybody in the West. I mean, obviously, like Lakers Clippers are solid, but like I feel like there's more there's a, there's, there's a better more. chance for a Western team like out of the what we said like four Eastern teams and. Maybe two West. There's a better chance for like the West to be messed up. Yeah, I think. to be messed like, up. Like I don't than, really than think. East. I don't think the Magic's Wizards, Nets, or Pacers really have a shot at all. No, yeah, like yeah, that's, all. that's pretty much just straight shock. Like there, they're like, all gone after the first. Well, one of them's gonna be gone like when the playoffs start, and then the other three are gonna be gone as soon as the first round ends. But the yeah. West, like I could see any number of four teams like, yeah. being in the semis and stuff like that. Even though like Lakers, yeah. Clippers are. Probably your safe bet. Yeah. Like any, honestly, anything can happen. So I could definitely see somebody getting upset. So yeah, I think it's weird how like tough the West is this year with like all, with the way all the teams are and how like the East you can pretty much almost always pick like who's going to be in it for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. All right. So um, first couple games that are coming back. The first night we have Jazz versus Pelicans and then Clippers versus Lakers. So how do you guys think those games are going to end up? Um. Well, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm just going to straight up just pick the Lakers. I mean, that's obviously going to be a really great game. Like we said, two of the best teams in the West. Um, but I think the Lakers are going to going to pull it out there. And then, what, the Jazz, their last game was the game that, like, that was started the one that all this. They started <laughs> and then yeah. ended because they found out Rudy Gobert had um, coronavirus. Yeah. I'm rooting for the Pelicans, just again for Zion. And I'm going to go with the Pelicans. Zion, he, what, what did he lose? Like he lost like fifteen, 15 pounds, pounds and put on like good. a bunch of muscle. So I think the Pelicans are gonna pull it out there as well. Yeah, I think the Pelicans won a decent role at the end there. I mean, obviously, like this four month thing could stop the momentum, but I just think uh, 
they have a solid team and no one on the Jazz really pops out to me besides Donovan Mitchell. Like they have a solid team, but I think the Pelicans might grab them there. And then I'm only picking the Lakers just for the fact they have LeBron. Like LeBron said, like everyone's saying, like the Clippers have had all this time to rest, but they've also given LeBron time to rest and AD time to rest. So I think they'll come out firing and take the Clippers there. Yeah, I would agree with y'all on the Pelicans, but I think I'm gonna go with the Clippers honestly, because like even though like LeBron and like AD have had their time to like rest and stuff, I don't know. I just have a feeling like it's gonna be really close, and then like the playoff Kawhi version is just gonna come out, mm-hmm. and he's just gonna like pull it out for them. Yeah, the Clippers are definitely fundamentally sound on defense. I mean, that's what's definitely gonna win them games. I mean, obviously they can score, but like yeah, the thing about the Clippers compared to the Lakers, it's really like. <laughs> LeBron, like, the, everyone thinks the Lakers are stacked, but it's, like, LeBron and AD, there's really the only two people who can, like, they, they can really rely on in clutch time. Yeah. The Clippers have, like, Kawhi, Paul George, Lou Williams, um, Montrez Harrell. Like, if they need a bucket, like, yeah, they can Harrell, go to anyone. Harrell's playing well throughout the season. I'm just hoping, now that the Lakers got J.R. Smith, I'm just hoping that, like, nothing happens, <laughs> like, the way it did in Cleveland. J.R.'s going to J.R. I'll just be so upset, but we'll see. I mean... I like Jr. He's, that was a good pickup for what Avery Bradley. Yeah, he's not going to be down there. So I mean, Jr. and LeBron have played numerous times together. So I think they can, they can make another. Yeah, show. that's one they, good they thing about like that pickup. Like he, it's not like it's a somebody's never played with before. Yeah, like at least they have that chemistry. I feel like Jr. Smith, like even if Kyle Korver would have been in free agency, like those are two three point shooters, and like they're yeah. role players that they can like they know do role, the scrapping yeah. work and stuff. Like they're not expecting to have a huge game, but like they'll get you. 9 to 12 and hit like yeah. 3 or 4 threes. So. And they might have a game here and there where they go off for the 18. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're definitely definitely solid. Yeah. All right. So, through the next day, pretty much, we're just going to do some straight up picks then. Uh, so, Magic versus Nets. I would take the Magic there just because the Nets, like, the Nets have a team, but I don't know if you would consider it NBA starter level team just because yeah. I think they're missing four starters now. So. I would probably just take the magic there. I say I think magic's the easy pick on that one. Also. That's, yeah, I'm taking the magic. Yeah. All right, so then we have Grizzlies versus Portland. See, the Grizzlies are young and they were playing well there, staying in the eight spot. But I'm gonna have to go with Portland just because they have Dame Lord and CJ, and they 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 have more veterans on their team. And I think Nurkic might be back. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but if he is, they should have a pretty solid team. I'll take the Trailblazers as well. They're just they're more experienced, and I mean, I just think the more super or if you have a superstar or the more high level players you have, the more like the better shape you are in. Just for the fact that like none of this, none of this like has ever happened before, so they're kind of like I feel like they'll be able to handle it better. Yeah, I feel like, like maybe a younger off. guy might get like a little antsy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. That and some of the younger yeah. guys, like Trey Young, they did that um, shooting thing on ESPN where like you play horse against people. Mm-hmm. Like Trey Young, you would think has like a full basketball court. He literally had like a, like just like a normal. Like he didn't even have a court in his house. He had yeah. to like draw it on with like chalk. Yeah. So like some of the younger guys who like haven't gotten their huge payday yet, they probably don't like have that many. Like they might not even be able to shoot or whatever over quarantine. Mm-hmm. So like they might be a little rusty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I picked the Grizzlies, but I just like Jaw. So. Yeah, yeah. Can't get wrong. He's, he's yeah. so good. <laughs> he can definitely dictate the game. So, yeah. All right. Um. So then next we have the Suns versus Wizards. I'm gonna go the Suns here just because John Wall won't be back and Bradley Beal is not going down, and neither is uh, Dave. I forget his first name. Something Bertans. Oh so, yeah. So yeah. 
I would take the Suns there just because that and Devin Booker's a stud, so I would take them. Um, yeah, D Book. He could, he could weirdly just what didn't he have like it's seventy against the Celtics? Yeah, yeah, like I could just see, I could see him going for like forty, like first game back, just weirdly. I mean, that's that's probably the worst game, maybe. Eh, I don't know, maybe you're that or Magic Nets. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I mean, that's it's tough because I don't, know, I don't have much interest towards the game, but I'll pick the Suns. Yeah, I was gonna say I had Suns as well, just because of Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then Celtics versus Bucks. Who you guys taking on this one? Sorry, Jared and Trevor, but I'm going with the Bucks, <laughs> just because their their rosters like stacked. Like they like Yon. Obviously, I think Giannis will be fine, just because like he doesn't really shoot that much to begin with. His game's more driving and inside, so he shouldn't have that much rust. And then. Kyle Korver's money, and then their roster's just loaded, so I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks now. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then yeah. I'm going to be rooting for the Celtics if they would end up meeting in the playoffs. So, Bucks now, Celtics later. Yeah, I'd Bucks like y'all did. Um, so, then Kings versus Spurs. Um, I'm pretty good with the Kings here. I feel like they've been playing pretty well. They're, like, they were playing well going into the break. Cause they'll have, I don't know if Bagley will be back or not because he was hurt, but I know he's put on some weight, like good weight. So I like hopefully he'll be back. But they still have Buddy Hield and Fox, mm-hmm. and I think Lamarcus Aldridge is out for the year for the Spurs. Um, yeah, I'll take the Spurs. Why not? Again, I mean that's a tough game just because both teams aren't the best in the West, but they're still like pretty solid. They're, yeah, they're, they're pretty solid. So I'll take the Spurs. Yeah, I picked the Kings for that one, but that was just kind of like a 50-50 pick. I just yeah. didn't have that much concern in it. All right, and then last one, uh, Rockets versus Mavericks. This may suddenly be like the best game. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Besides Clippers-Lakers, like, this is, this is a pretty solid matchup here. Um, I'm just going to say the Rockets just because how well they were playing before the break, and then they have Russell and Harden. I just, like, I think they'll, like I said earlier, I think they'll be able to handle it better. Like still, I think Luca still ball out, but if if Luca if if Luca doesn't get some help, obviously I don't think they'll have a shot to beat the Rockets. But yeah, I would, I'd take the Rockets there. Yeah, I'll take the Rockets as well. They just have too many too many threats, and again, I mean, yeah, Luca can definitely dictate the game, but the Rockets as a unit matches up way better against the Mavericks. So I'll take the Rockets. I mean, I'm going with Mavericks on that one. Like personally, I just like Luca, so I think he could. Easily like dictate the game to the point where he could like win, mm-hmm. um, but I also think like he's definitely gonna need help like because he can't take on. Um, the thing that might like be good for the Mavericks there is the Rockets haven't been playing with a center, so Porzingis isn't like really a center because he kind of stays out by the three point line. But if he would be able to like put his back to the basket, he would have a height advantage probably oh, yeah, by yeah. like six inches. On whoever's, take, whoever's guarding him, you could take whoever in the post. Yeah. So yeah. so that might be it. That would be like a great matchup there because I don't think the Mavericks can stop the Rockets. But if Porzingis goes down low and Luka's hitting, I don't think they can stop the Mavericks. Oh yeah, to just work in and out. Yeah. I mean, even Porzingis, like he can obviously, like you said, shoot threes. But you just stick him in the post. That and Miles Powell, not bad either. Yeah. yeah. Cause everybody to collapse. And he just can kick out. And Seth Curry's been having a good year for them too. Yeah. 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 All right. So switching gears now to some live basketball now. So we're recording this on what is today? July twelfth. So currently, um, we have teams in the ESPN's like TBT tournament 
uh, playing, so like we don't have live results. But uh, Kevin, if you just want to give like a quick recap of like what's been going on with that. Yeah, so the TBT has been going on for a couple of years now, and typically there's 64 teams and they. Uh, single ox elimination format, and they're trying to win. I think typically it's two mil. Yeah, but this year. But this year it's only one million, just because of everything. And uh, this year there's only 24 teams in the tournament. And um, over the past, I think, what is it? The one team has won like. Overseas, it was. I forget who won the first one, but then overseas elite won four in a row. Four, four of the last five. So yeah, I think it was like Notre Dame's alumni team, yeah. and then overseas elite for the next four, and then Ohio State alumni won it last year, but. Um, that tournament's been going on, and I think they've been doing a pretty solid job. They haven't allowed any fans, and um, like the players aren't allowed to leave. Like they've had security at the hotel, so I mean they're definitely doing a good job. And I think this could be something that like could, this could be the format for other sports if this is to continue to happen. But um, one of the reasons why we were so into this um, locally, there's a team from Haldisburg uh, that's been playing in the tournament, and um, just a quick recap about them. So their name's Sideline Cancer. And um, the Griffith family started Sideline Cancer in honor of Greg Griffith, who passed away from pancreatic cancer. And Kathy Griffith and Jordan Griffith have been, uh, been doing a great job just really promoting pancreatic cancer and cancer as a whole. And um, so they have been playing in the tournament for a couple of years, and they, uh, they've won a couple of games. And this year they're off to a really hot start, winning their first three games. So they beat um, Team Hines. Challenge ALS, and then Bayheim's Army, who was Syracuse alumni. And really, sideline Kansas, they have a solid lineup. They have Marcus Keene running the point guard, who averaged 30-plus in college at Central Michigan. Um, they did have Diamond Stone, who was highly recruited from Maryland, um, but he got hurt. Uh, let's see, they have Jamel Artis from Pitt, uh, Remy Abel from Xavier, and Maurice Creek from Indiana. And then their head coach is um, Charlie Parker, and the GM is Billy Clapper, and then Jordan Griffith coaches as well. But um, they actually played. They surprised me yesterday against Bayheim's Army. I thought Bayheim's Army was just going to give them trouble with the classic two-three, but I thought they played pretty well. And they play overseas elite today, who's typically a bunch of former NBA players. So I mean, this year they got Joe Johnson. So I don't know. I feel like I mean they surprised me so far, but honestly, at this point, anything can happen. So I think sideline cancer can definitely make it to the championship. So, one thing Kevin didn't say, if you guys are like confused, um, some schools put in like an alumni team oh, where yeah, most yeah. of the people on the team are from that college, like Bayheim's Army, Syracuse. So, almost everyone on the team's from Syracuse, and then they might pick up people here and there. But, like, a team like Sideline Cancer, like, it's just a bunch of different people who went to different colleges thrown together on like a team. And, like, I'm pretty sure, like, you're not allowed to have anybody currently obviously playing in the NBA yeah. or the, I don't even think the G League. Yeah, I, I don't think, think anything above, like, if you don't play overseas or you don't play in anything related to the NBA yeah. or something like that. Because, like, a lot of these guys currently play overseas and stuff, so. And, I mean, honestly, it's kind of a showcase in a sense for some yeah. of the younger guys who are playing. So, but, I mean, yeah, definitely they've been doing a great job just controlling everything. And it just seems like it's been run pretty, pr pretty smoothly so far, so. Yeah, I definitely think this is good, like, as a test run, kind of, to see, like, how, like, the NBA can easily, like, transition to. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, isn't this the first time in, like, sideline cancer's, like, playing history that they've made it past, like, the second round? Yeah, no, yeah, they've, I think the most they've won was, like, two games, or maybe two or three or something like that, because I think they last said year... the one year they made it to the semis, which, or, I mean, the Sweet 16, which would have mean they made one, two games. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's the most, yeah, but yeah. This, is, this is, like, a record-breaking season for them, yeah. so...
They do play. They're playing. Actually, play tonight in the semis against overseas elite. So hopefully, they can win that. Yeah. The one thing that I think is interesting about the TBT is how they end it. They call it the Elam ending, which means you stop the, the fourth quarter stops with four minutes left, and there's no time on the clock, and they just add eight points to the final score to whoever's team is leading, and that's the target score, and whichever team reaches that score first wins. I just think that's really interesting. I think I could definitely because I think it like promotes not fouling. No, yeah, stuff. and like and like not running clock. If you do foul, um, the team gets one free throw and then they get the ball back. So yeah. it's like you just aren't hacking people just yeah just the to, sense of it. Yeah. But at the same time, like it eliminates. It also eliminates like the team with the ball just standing there holding it. Exactly, like they have to actually create offense. Yeah, so I mean, I I definitely think that could be used at the college level. I mean, high school level would be kind of difficult because sometimes like it takes a while for. Some teams yeah. score eight points, but definitely I can see that, that being used in college. And then another thing with the tournament is um, amongst like the million dollars, each player has a salary. So like I know with sideline cancer, their guys were all making seventy five thousand if they would win it. But for some other teams, it's like a hundred thousand. But um, I think each player on sideline cancer would end up making seventy five thousand. Which I mean, honestly, for four games, yeah, that's pretty good. And all this, I would, I would yeah. take it. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. So. Um, so, do we have any other like predictions, kind of like for who could make the championship in this? Um, I know the one semifinal was in the middle of the game. I think um, was it? I think I think the Marquette, goal, yeah, Marquette. I think Marquette's alumni will probably win that game. Yeah. And honestly, I would probably if I had to put money on, I'd probably put money on overseas elite. But I could see sideline cancer winning. Yeah, I mean they've been down. They've been playing well. <laughs> like. I would going into today. I would have taken Marquette, and honestly, I would I would just take Southern Cancer just because like they've been on a roll and just it looks like they've had a lot of chemistry and stuff, and like in multiple games, not really so much Bayheim Tari, but they've been down like eight to twelve points, come and back. they've come back. So I mean, I just think that honestly, honestly, I just yeah, I think it depends on Southern Cancer's defense because Joe Johnson can score mm-hmm. at will. So if they can slow him down, they'll probably have a shot. But if they can't guard him, I I don't know. I mean, they're definitely gonna need because like each game like. Marcus Keane had 29, and then it was their other big guy, Eric Thompson from Pacific, who stepped in for Diamond Stone. And then last game, it was Maurice Creek. So, like, each game, they've had somebody else step up, and they haven't really had to rely on, like, one player. One like, player, yeah. like Keane had seven early, like, like kind of, like, later in the game, but then he obviously picked it up, and I think he ended up with 22. But, like, he wasn't getting as many shots to fall, and they were, like, they, like Syracuse was kind of focusing on him. So, obviously, somebody else had to step up and – Maurice Creek did, so it'll be interesting. But that game's what? That probably already tipped off, so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely going to be interesting to see. I think sideline cancer really has to, like, have a strong defensive showing. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, from the games I've caught, like, of them playing, they, like, had such a sound, like, defense. And that's yeah. kind of what, like, controls their entire They definitely played well on defense yesterday. Yeah. So. That seems to be uh, yeah, I think that's about it, all, much all of our topics for today. So thank mm-hmm. you to uh, Ariel and to the huddle for the collaboration. I mean, it was just, it's just been weird because like we want to have a podcast, like we over quarantine, we talk about once a month, but at the same time, like nothing happened. So like, yeah. we were just sitting here, just kind of like, you can only talk about like predictions and what you think is going to happen. Like, like, like so, so much. much. And it just got to the point where like, we were kind of reiterating ourselves. We kind of just like let it go. And like now that things are starting to pick back up, yeah. I mean, 
basically for our podcast, it was like a once a week thing within the football season. Mm-hmm. But then once like basketball season hit, it was just like because they play obviously every like every day, every other day or something like yeah. that. But at least with football, like we were on a set schedule. But with football coming back, we'll be back on that set set schedule, and then hopefully can we can figure it out for other sports as well. But definitely thanks for the collaboration. Yeah, anytime, you guys are always welcome. So. Yeah, I'm just glad that we're able to get our show even back on the yeah, ground. Yeah, like, definitely. Finally getting clearance from our school to be like do things like this. Yeah. Get it on air. Yeah. So definitely been interesting, but I just hope it kinda of stays in the direction that it's going and I hope like there's nothing like back Don't have any setbacks. Yeah, yeah just setbacks. get sports back mm-hmm. on track. Hopefully get a vaccine soon so everything yeah. can get back to normal as soon as possible. Just wear your mask. Yeah. And wear uh, your mask, wash your hands. Back to it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just to quickly end with some um, more Wilkes-related things. Mac Freedom is currently doing conference play only for football, and I believe all um, fall season sports are supposed to start on September 18th, I believe, with like practices, or not practices, but um, with games and stuff like that. Um, but that's all we have today for On the Huddle. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. You're listening to WCLH Sports. Keep it locked on 90.7.